That's very encouraging to be able to be together. You know, one of the blessings we have is the opportunity to join together in doing something like this. It's just such a blessing. We need to thank God for it and be motivated by it. You know, we uh, we do something similar to this, kind of, in Puerto Alegre, Brazil, twice a year. And people come in from churches all over the country, churches of two or four or eight or twelve or whatever, and we'll get like 60 people together, or 70 once in a while, which is just amazing to get that many people from several different Brazilian states, and uh, they wouldn't know what to do in a company like this. It would be so encouraging, and we just have so many blessings to give thanks for. Something that I've enjoyed doing the last year or two, we'll do it here for a second, I, I, it's not a big thing, but it might, I think it's kind of encouraging to us. I'm just uh, wanting to kind of survey where we're from. I think that sometimes uh, it's helpful to just uh, be encouraged by that. And certainly some of you are from areas where there's not nearly as many Christians as what there are here in Central Indiana. But uh, you can look around as we're doing this. If you are if you go to church at Barbiesville, would you stand up? That gives you an idea. Okay, you can sit down. If you go to another church in the Indianapolis area, you want to stand up? And then if you live somewhere in Indiana, but not in the Indianapolis area, you can say that. Okay? And then we'll start going through some states. Kentucky? Okay, Tennessee? Okay? And this is where you live, you know, however you want to count that. Uh, Alabama? Georgia? Yeah. Uh, Florida? Yeah. <laughs> Not too, yeah. That's better than some states. Uh, you still South Carolina? Right, South Carolina. They didn't know we were going to have South Carolina. Uh, let's see, uh, Ohio? Yeah. And uh, West Virginia? Yeah, okay. And Pennsylvania? That's some people, yeah. You over here. Uh, yeah. uh, and then let's see, uh, New Jersey and New York. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. And uh, Massachusetts, then. Yeah. And uh, Maine, Logan. Yeah. And uh, Minnesota. And um, Illinois. Okay, and uh, I don't know if we've got yet, uh, do we have anybody here from Iowa yet? I think Lane's here, I don't know if he's, you're here, yeah, I can see you, <laughs> and what about, uh, what about Missouri? Megan here, okay, uh, we may get that, Arkansas, okay, um, California, I lost track. Uh, okay, I think that's all I knew about ahead of time or saw. Where else? Anybody from anywhere else? Wisconsin? Okay. Anywhere else? That's pretty cool. You know, and so uh, that's encouraging. Just be able to uh, join together. Uh, one of the encouraging things, too, is just being able to share together, talk together, gain an encouragement from each other, each other's experiences and situations. Uh, it's a wonderful thing that the Lord unites people 
from all sorts of different places and backgrounds, situations, and whatever. That's just really encouraging, really uplifting, you know, to see that. So, uh, anyhow, uh, I thought that would be fun to do. Uh, we're going back to chapter 4 now, and uh, Paul is going to kind of close this section out where he's really dealing with these divisions and worldly wisdom and party spirit and all of that uh, with some fatherly admonition. So 14 to 21. children. He uses that figure several times. And uh, he had begotten them uh, through the gospel and become their father through the gospel. And uh, as a father, he has certain roles. And one of those roles is of a model. You see that in verse 16. I exhort you to be imitators of me. You know, Paul's life and his work sort of embodied his message. Uh, His example of humility was a model for the message he was trying to give to them here. And so he's saying, imitate my life. Um, how many of you would do that? How many of you would say, listen, I wish you'd be an imitator of mine? Not to exalt you, but because you're that confident that you're serving the Lord, that you'd like your life to be a pattern for others. That is a challenge. That's exactly what we ought to be. We ought to believe and want people to be imitators of us because we are that close to the Lord. That's certainly, if you're a father, your children follow in your footsteps, maybe literally. And certainly figuratively, we need to be spiritual fathers so others can imitate us. And he's a teacher. Certainly a father is that. Verse 17, he sent Timothy already to teach them of Paul's ways and teachings that are the same everywhere he goes. The appeal to the universal practice of the churches is an especial characteristic of 1 Corinthians. He does that a lot. Because the truth doesn't change based on geography or era. So if he teaches something in one church, he teaches it in all the churches anywhere they were. And and there's that one consistent pattern. And so if the Corinthians are not in line with this message, they're out of line with the teaching that's been given everywhere. And then Paul is uh, a disciplinarian as a father. You know, he says, uh, some have become arrogant as though I were not coming to you. Maybe they thought by his sending Timothy that he wasn't intended to come himself. 
For that, perhaps they thought that they were too sophisticated. They were too cultured and intellectual for him. He said, oh, I'll come soon, if the Lord wills, of course. He knows he's dependent on that. And uh, he'll find out not just the words of those arrogant people, but their power. Are they just windbags, or can they really do something? And uh, Paul said the kingdom of God is not just words, it's power. And he's willing to come, and he says, your choice, peace or war, shall I come to you with a rod, or with love and a spirit of gentleness? Paul does not relish confrontation, he's not just like trying to pick a fight, but he is not going to back down by cowardice from the false teachers, and from those that would defy the gospel message. He's willing to stand up for the truth, and uh, you appreciate that in Paul. He, did, he was not unnecessarily um, forceful, but he will be forceful if he needs to be. Both, I suspect, in rebuke and maybe even in leading the Corinthians in church discipline. So, as a father, Paul's a model, a teacher, a disciplinarian. Thoughts and comments on this section? Yes, hi. I would say what he has said, but maybe it doesn't matter a lot. But I suspect he's been pretty ironic, pretty, you know, he said some pretty strong things there in 7, 8, 9, you know, as he talked about what they have, you know, ironically. And he's saying, I'm just trying to admonish you, I'm not trying to shame you, I'm not trying to put you down. And Paul's clear about that. There's going to be a time later on he's going to say, I, I do write this to shame you. So he, he is capable of doing that, but he's not really so much doing that right here. Good question. Other thoughts? Okay. Um, we, we switch topics in chapter 5. In fact, 